listening to What We Do in Elysium, your source for news, strategy, and discussion for Vampire the Masquerade Rivals card game. Welcome, welcome listeners to another episode. Hello, Colin. Hello, Alex. Uh, We have lots of, uh, we're getting into another spoiler season. Yeah, which is good makes easy content we just talk about everything that they showed us in the last couple yeah it's they're they're doing like uh, shadows and shrouds just came out and now we're going right into new stuff so (laughs) no time to get bored yes indeed but first we have some prince winners or at least at least one right Uh, right i know we have uh the california one were there any others that we haven't talked about there were the ones that just happened this weekend. Well, there was one that got uh, rescheduled. Uh, I think that was the Durham. Yes, that one got oh, that me. one got rescheduled. I think for. And then there was uh, Fort Collins, uh, and I I don't know their real name, but on Discord they're Alley Infinite. Oh, with... I didn't realize Alley won that one. Yeah, with nice. the Bad Penny Roost Strength and Numbers deck. Well, congrats. Congrats, congrats. That's a fun and, deck. Uh, and then we had, yeah, like we said, we had um, which oh, which one of the Californias was last, was like a couple weeks ago? Uh, Burbank? Burbank, yes. <laughs> I th- yes, I'm pretty sure it was yeah. correct. Uh, and so, oh crap. And I'm, now I'm, I feel bad I'm blanking on the name. I, I know I know it's Discord, Levy Rex, um, Oh, we looked it up too. Now I also feel that Jordan, <laughs> I think, perhaps uh, we'll get it right. Yes, and amend that later. <laughs> but yes, but yes, I know. I mean, I've I've played played a couple. Of, actually, I played against both of them online. Um, and I know uh, Levy Rex is a big, like, big California deck builder. Has built a lot of mm-hmm. the decks. So I know. I mean, it sounds like they were all pretty cool. Pretty excited to see him win one. It was definitely cool to see. Um, again, both of them win one because yeah, I've played. Like I said, I've played against them, so it was cool. To, it was cool to see that. So congrats to to them, and uh, hopefully the the Durham one. Hopefully everybody's everybody's okay. I think they had a, a bit of a, a COVID outbreak, so hopefully everybody's cool, okay, and and I think it's got rescheduled for June. Um, so hopefully everybody can, can still make it and, you know, it's a good time. Yeah. That'll be, uh, j- just looked up June 11th. There we go. All right. Uh, so let's talk more about where our new princes are hopefully going to gather later in the year. Yes. Gen Con. Yes. Um, so let's see. Was it two weeks ago? We got Gen Con, uh, we got a Gen Con prize info dump. Yes. It's always awesome because we know we're not going to be, we're, we know we're going to be taken care of. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, I, I was already going, um, I think you are not playing, but you will be judging, right? Uh, so f- yeah, as far as I know, um, yeah, I, I, I will not be playing, but I will be judging, which I'm also hopefully going to have some sort of uh, video recording set up. Uh, that's TBD, but that is my goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Which would, cool. which would be cool. Always good to get to get games out there. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have not only the prizes, but also the schedule of the events going on. So Thursday will be an intro tournament. 
And the way that works is it looks like you just bring any pre-constructed deck from any of the expansions and yeah. core set. Which is cool. We There was actually a lot of people at Gen Con last year who were playing for, like, basically their first time. Yes. Um, you know, or maybe, like, had opened the pack and, you know, and played one or two games at home. And then and then we're like, yeah, let's come by and play. Um, I know that was something that happened at, definitely at the intro tournament. So so that's cool. I'm glad that they're doing that. I, you know, obviously, I don't really have a lot of interest in it, but I'm not the target audience for that. So, right. Yeah. And showing up gets you a, a good amount of stuff for an intro tournament. Um Looks like everyone gets a set of four uh, of the core set mm-hmm. uh, spot class agendas. So like turf four, base of power, was it playthings and then does not? Yes. Uh, and then you also get your pick of any agendas and havens for every win. Yeah. Which is also- it doesn't mention if this is one of one or multiplayer. But I'm guessing it's multiplayer. Yeah, I don't really know. Actually, that's a good question. Um yeah, because I know last year the the precon thing was one v one, but I know they've been right. sort of more focused on multiplayer this year. So I don't know. I, I like you and, said, that, I, and that was I also would... mainly because it was a pre release event. So you that's true too. Yeah, supposed to have the two decks to play. Right, against. they're all the two decks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I would I would probably agree with you that it's multiplayer. I mean, I'm assuming too that they'll probably relax the uniqueness rules for that again. Yeah, that's um, fair. right. Although like, if, if they're all if they're all precons, then. Well, I guess you could show up. Yeah, exactly. Because like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. we have three Malkavia players, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's, that's cool. And it's also kind of, you know, like you get the precon agendas, which is which is a great prize if you don't, if you're just kind of getting into it. But it's also not something like, again, another reason that like I don't really have any interest in it because I already have those. So which is nice, too, right? Because like it can feel sometimes bad when you're playing an intro event and you have competitive players playing just to get the prizes. Mm-hmm. And just beating up on people, that's not a fun, you know, that's just not a fun thing. So, so yeah, it's, it's a cool, it's a cool little side event, pre-con thing. Um, but the main event, of course, will be on Friday, which is the Continental Conclave, the North American one, right? There will be, there will be one in Europe. Um, I believe they're looking at, I forget if it was September or October right now. It's not confirmed yet, but Something it's, on, there, it's yeah. on the way. Um, but North America will have our Continental Conclave on Friday, August 5th at Gen Con. Um, and I know princes get a free seat, which is cool. Um, because I think so <laughs> up front, you know, I will, we will say, you know, it's, it's, I think a, a $50 entry fee, right? Which is certainly not cheap. Um, mm-hmm. But I think we both have kind of agreed that. I mean, and really, that's kind of true. You know, Prince events are also not super cheap, but like they're worth the price also. Yeah, you get a lot. And you, I think we're getting more than last year. So, right. Exactly. I feel yeah. like we're getting, we're getting more. We're getting you get a lot. You know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like it's worth the money. I mean, you know, it's certainly not, uh, you know, it's not like you just show up and oh, sure. Why not? Maybe I'll maybe I'll play. But but. I mean, yeah, you you get it. It's worth it. You get to you get to play, you know, a bunch of rounds of Swiss with a bunch of people, um, get some sweet prizes, and yeah, be in contention for the Conclave. And I don't think they they didn't really talk about. So we'll, we'll go over the prizes here in just a second, but they didn't really talk about like um, any of the. Well, I guess, I guess, I guess, yeah, they didn't really talk about that. I guess that's for the princes, the sort of prince voting kind of stuff, right? They didn't. Yeah, we don't know how any sort of like special things they're getting other than the uh, the free seat. I think that was the first and mm-hmm. only 
uh, special perk we've heard of so far. Right. So yeah, who knows? Who knows what else is gonna happen? I mean, I wouldn't expect anything super crazy, but I'm sure there'll be a, a, some other stuff kind of kind of going on. Um, but to get to the actual prizes, which I think are pretty cool. So well, so the first thing is right there. They have a, a brand new city deck that's specially for the Continental Conclave event, mm-hmm. um, because the Continental Conclave will be using the Prague deck, right? Yeah, so it uses the prog deck, but the you'll replace the ten like you call it stock prog events and replace it with the conclave specific events, and this is only going to be used at the conclave events that you would receive them. They're not going to be required at any other event in the future, so you don't have to worry about missing out or anything like that. Um, but the all the participants will get one of those promo decks and. Later, I think a month or two later was the expected date. You will also be able to pick it up on the web store. Yeah. Uh, so if, if you want to get it just to have it and play around with it, you'll have a way to get it, but it will not be required for any event you wouldn't already get it at. Yeah, which is which is cool because, I mean, for one thing, it's just it's cool to have that, you know, that option. And then it's also nice that it's never going to be required. So, like, you know, if, if one person in a play group wants to pick it up, then they can all kind of play play around with it every once in a while. But like you're never, you know, just to kind of mix things up, but they're never going to need to, uh, you know, it's like not everybody needs to get one because you're never going to be required. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And we'll, we'll get to it, but they are some cool events. Mm-hmm. Definitely are. Um, and then we also, everybody, all, everybody, all the participants get a play mat with some pretty sweet Annika art. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just I think that's really cool. I mean, I, I'm not. I mean, I think we've talked about it, right. Like, I'm not huge on on play mats, but that one that one's pretty cool. I like that one a yeah. lot. Yeah, it's it's the art of it's the full art of one of the conclave events. So. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Um, and then you get, uh, you know, one spot gloss haven or agenda around, and you also get a set of uh, acrylic agenda tokens. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Pretty Those cool. Are cool. So yeah, that's that's and then of course you know the experience of playing and the joy of playing the game is yeah. everything that's included with that um, fifty dollar ticket. So yeah, yeah I, I definitely think you get your money's worth. So I guess we're probably assuming five rounds of Swiss, four rounds of Swiss. I'm trying to remember what it was last year. I, th- <laughs> I think. think it was four. But yeah, I think it's safe to say probably four or five. Probably four, yeah. I, I, probably four is a safe bet, right? So that's basically yeah. four four spot gloss havens or agendas because that's you don't have to win the table or anything. That's just you know participation price. Yeah, that's just showing up. And then um, for the top sixteen cut, you also and we don't know what these look like yet, um, but you also get one set of six full color acrylic wraith tokens. Which cool. I'm excited to see those, what those mm-hmm. look like. Yeah. Yeah, which is cool because I know some people have been kind of, you know, expressed concern about the Wraith tokens. And, like, you know, I think there's been a couple people who have said that they're hard to punch out of the board. And so maybe one of them looks a little funky. So, you know, I'm sure that those Wraith tokens will be pretty popular. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and I'm just, I was looking at the, the actual cut numbers uh, because I wanted to know now. Uh, to get to five rounds, we'd have to have 77 people. Mm, so probably four rounds. Yeah. 
All right. And then after the top 16 will be the final table. And everyone at the final table will get uh, a premium leather wrapped continental conclave deck box. And we don't know what the actual like continental conclave branding looks like, but we did have the same type of uh, prize for the undefeated players in the season zero league. Uh, and I believe those are Elderwood Academy deck boxes. So sure. if you want to take a look at what those look like, you can go on either that site or just look at the picture that I've posted on the, on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're pretty spiffy. Oh, yeah. Very nice. I mean, I mean, I, you know, I love the deck box I have, but I would certainly not mind having one of those. <laughs> and then last but not least, um, the character to uh, the create a card. Mm-hmm. We don't quite know what the title that will be bestowed on the winner will be for Continental Conclave yet. Yes, I think they um, they are actually are still. <laughs> they are familiar. Yeah, Matt, Matt said they're still trying to figure out what to call that. So mm-hmm. we'll wait with so, bated breath. Yeah, so you will not um, be cut, a prince. You'll no, be something else. Yes, Presumably something larger. Yes. <laughs> uh, the Everything uh, before the cut, uh, the cut is on Saturday. So mm-hmm. early Saturday, 10 a.m. Yep. And then also happening Saturday, but not concurrently like last time, uh, at 2 p.m. will be the 1v1 event. Yes. And this one also has a good set of prizes. Yes, it does. It really does. Um, so, yeah, again, participation, you get a spot gloss haven or agenda every round. Um, top eight is, the, is a set of... Uh, four rival tokens that are acrylic, which is kind of cool. I don't think yeah, we've seen which, those as prizes yet. Right? Yeah, and right now I think is the only way to get those. Oh, yeah, nice. Uh, top four will be the agenda tokens. Um, I think that, so this is actually a different set than. Right. I think ones. that was what yeah. was. Yeah, so these are the ones that are going to match the season zero uh, for everyone who went X and one. And I do think that it was mentioned that those are different than the participation ones you get for the main event. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so then the finalists both get a playmat, and the champion gets a fancy deck box, the same as the top four. Um, yeah. And that playmat is not is also not the same as the participation playmat yes. for the main event. Yes. Yeah. And we don't know special, what that one looks like yet. Yeah. It's a special. It's a special mat. So. But Sunday is some fun stuff. Yeah, then there's one There's one more event. I know you were kind of excited about this, so you... So yeah, we saw from the event listing on, on the Gen Con page that it will be 2v2, mm-hmm. and I, I threw out some guesses that maybe it'll be things like you can mix your parties up, or a combined total of 26 agenda to be knocked out, or not be knocked out, to win. Right. And then I, I honestly... I'm not quite sure how to like do coterie knockout or prestige drain. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm like flip flopping. It's it's something hard to balance. Yeah, yeah it'll be mind. interesting. I would I would assume that there will be some sort of rules right where it's not just you know knock one person out because yeah. otherwise you know it is a team event right. And I mean they did confirm like you're you're signing up basically in pairs, um, right? Which is which is cool. You know it's it's so it's like yeah we're kind of I think we're still waiting on the full rules to be released for that. Um, and we don't really know the prizes except that we know that they'll be, they'll include, you know, spot losses for that as well. So yeah, it's just kind of a fun Sunday side event. You know, if you've never been to Gen Con Sunday is very much like a, you know, kind of play some, some side event, you know, random stuff, see what's going on. Like everybody's kind of 
breaking stuff down. So it seems yeah. like a, it seems like a great event, you know, like that's one, like I'm not currently signed up for, but um, you know, who knows if I, if I feel like, you know, if I get up on Sunday and have, have somebody that wants to play and yeah, sure. Maybe I'll just go in and play. Maybe the rules will sway you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> who knows? It's, I mean, it's a, it's a cool thing. And I love, I love side event, you know, rules. So I think it's a cool, a cool idea for sure. Yeah. So that's all the official uh, events. I think they're still also doing the the pods, like the play mm-hmm. on demand. You just show up with a couple people and get essentially like a little prize kit and just play like yep. round robin or something like that. Yep. So yeah, yeah. Looking forward. So to now it. we get to. Oh, what, what was that? I was just uh, looking forward to it. Looking forward to to playing yeah. Jacon. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. See how hot it is in Indiana in the <laughs> beginning of August. But. That's true. It was, yeah, because today, <laughs> today, yesterday, it's been warm, and today it got significantly cooler, so who knows? You never know. All right, but now we get to dive into some spoilers. So uh, I think it was the same day they talked about all the Gen Con stuff, because then they talked about the new Conclave events. Yes. And they're pretty cool. I, I already thought the the Prague events on their own uh, did a bunch of cool stuff, but mm-hmm. um, these are certainly interesting. Yeah, they're cool. I like. I'm actually. I'm pretty happy that these are like a sort of a one off because like they're very interesting, but they're also some of them are kind of not wild. I don't know the right word, but like it's so it's cool. I, I'll be, I'm excited to play with them for sure. Um, and they're also very. I feel like very thematic. Like oh yeah, because you know they're supposed to represent literally the conclave, which. You know, it's like all the vampires gathering in one place to sort of, you know, vote on things or, or decide the the direction or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And so this, like, <laughs> they very much represent that whole process, which is cool. Yeah. All right. So let's start it off with Offer of Help. And this one's an event. Each player may place or put one blood or prestige from their general supply onto a card they control. So conspiracies like that. Yep. I mean, if what worst case, it's, uh, you know, one mending, right? Um, yeah. And you control your vampires and torpor. So yep. that works too. Uh, but it's much, yeah, it's much cooler when you can like put something on a, on a, uh, like you said, a conspiracy or a ritual or, ritual, yep. um, you know, something like cracking the case or whatever. Um, yeah, there's, it's some cool stuff, you know, like it's, it's not, I don't think there's anything that's too bonkers about it, but it's just, it's just kind of a cool cool effect that like everybody will be able to use at least a little bit yeah i don't see a situation where someone wouldn't put a token on something unless they have literally tapped themselves out yeah i mean if it comes, <laughs> you know, if it, well if, like if it comes up like turn one and you know everybody's at full health or whatever then fine but for the most part i think you're, you know now, does that count as a mending effect if you put a blood on a vampire yes so they did just uh matt just just sort of confirmed that this week is that any any effect that leaves a vampire with more blood than they started with is a mending effect. Got it. So, so replacing Alejandro is not... Alejandro likes this if he flips it. <laughs> uh, it's not during the action phase. Oh, no, it's not during the action phase. Yep, never mind. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, in, in most cases, that doesn't actually matter, but but yes, it is, it is a mending effect. All right. What's the next one? The next one is opening ceremonies. So it's a, an ongoing. Oh, so the last one, it was a one shot, right? It happens. In the- yes. Right. So you flip it and you burn um, it. Opening ceremonies, though, is an ongoing where you can exhaust up to three characters in your coterie for each one you do gain a prestige. Okay, cool. Interesting, I yeah. guess. Um, yeah, it's 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 interesting because you, you think that the decks that um, 
the decks that would have three people or you know, up to three people to uh, exhaust probably is recruiting a lot of small people. So maybe doesn't need all the prestige, but well, you know, you could also just never a bad thing to have <laughs> prestige, right? Yeah, it is never a bad thing. Um, but unless you're the one that flipped it, you're probably not going to exhaust too many people in your coterie. So yes, that is true. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it's certainly interesting. It's cool art. It's got yeah, a cool bunch art. of the recent leaders on it. Mm-hmm. All right. And next one is call the roll. Another ongoing and characters in the streets have plus one influence. Yeah, that, I like this one. I think this one's neat. This changes up a lot because I think a lot of times when the table wants to bid against like a, a deck that is either scheme heavy or influence heavy and they're they're causing these influence conflicts like that's three other that's plus three prestige against you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that could definitely change the math on a lot of like normal like routine schemes that have been played lately. And, and it's cool too, right? Because like you know if they're in the streets influence is totally separate from exhausting so like doesn't matter if everybody in the streets is exhausted because they've attacked or been doing stuff like they just they have the influence which is which is cool yep definitely like you said definitely changes changes some stuff for for those influence conflicts all right what's the next one show of force so this is another ongoing but this one's a bit different so you don't put a player token on it when it's revealed which means it does not automatically go away and so the ongoing effect is the next time an antagonist is defeated, burn them and then burn this card. So this one I think is really cool um, because, yeah, it, it doesn't it just hangs around until you defeat an antagonist. Yeah, which is interesting. Uh, obviously, like, you know, Hunt the Hunters is generically good. I expected to see I expect to see a fair amount of decks playing that. Mm-hmm. Um but it also kind of, you know, we, we've always talked about sad being like kind of the, the timer to end the game and even removing one of them from the game significantly reduces that effect. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'd be curious to see if that actually uh, has a substantial effect in all these games. Yeah, I mean, I'll be real curious too. So speaking, speaking of antagonists and clock, right, because this will be in Prague, so we'll have Team X. Oh, so, that's right. So, like, I don't know. I mean, there's still, there's still, there's still the clock, but like, I think there's a lot of it's going to be quite different than the way we think about them now. Yes. You know, I got so, to keep getting my mindset into going to be playing in Prague. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like we have, we have that event in a couple of weeks and then it's, and then after that, it's okay. Delete, delete sad from my mind. It's all about team X, but yeah, so it, it'll be cool. It'll be cool. All right. What's the next one? Enter Elysium. This is another ongoing, all characters, regardless of where they are, just all characters have plus one secrecy. Yeah. It's so like this is you... definitely a good way to just slow the game down a little bit if, yeah. if aggro is running amok. Yeah. We, it's like we have we have uh, invited you onto our podcast, and because <laughs> you're on our podcast, you, uh, you know, nobody wants to attack you, right? Because you're obviously you're, you're pretty cool if you're on the podcast, so... <laughs> Yeah. All right. Like, this yeah. one's my favorite, or I was going to say the next one's my favorite just because of the art. <laughs> that's that's fair. That's fair. Go for it. Uh, no, I did this one. You do the next All one. All right. All right. So <laughs> this is Purge the Old Guard, and the art is uh, Shirtless Hydra. And just raging out. Yep. It is, again, it is another one off, and it is just put one agenda on the characters with the highest bl- uh, blood potency among the coteries. So. 
so if there's ties, then it put you put one on everybody uh, who's ties. Yes. And this is not as as far as I understand it. This is not per per player. This is just right. the entire table. Yeah. So you're you're most times you'll probably just put it on one, but there might be a tie where you might put it on yeah. two. But yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, I think I think there's going to be a fair amount. Well, I guess uh, so. Pre Shadows and Shrouds, I think there's going to be a lot of times where you put it on two or three, right, with six cost leaders. Mm-hmm. But I mean, of course, you know that can change if you get a citizen that ups your BP. But now, especially now that we have stuff like Big House um, and some of the other spoilers, we'll get to in a little bit. Um, yeah, I think this is probably going to go on one or maybe two. But. Yeah, and then if you're playing Lissandra, you you'll definitely like to see this because you could have the potential to turn on some of your agenda abilities. Because yep. if you're not playing any of that, then you're just like, oh, great. So, you know, I, I have a target on my back now. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, so, so again, just, you know, just like Lissandra, if you put an agenda on a character, it doesn't count towards that person's agenda. But if you defeat that character, then you get that agenda. So, yeah, it's just it's just basically putting a target on the back unless you're Lissandra and can spend it. Yep. Very, very thematic titling. So this is this is my I think favorite. This one's cool. Completely yeah. out of game reasons, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, citywide lockdown, another ongoing. Move all characters to their havens, and then an ongoing. The ongoing effect is your characters cannot move to the streets during your turn except by exerting X influence. Move X characters in your coterie to the streets. This influence can only come from characters. That part is the key. <laughs> yes. Yes. So you cannot play prestige. You cannot um, influence play modifiers. Play an influence modifier. It's got to be from characters. So yeah, I this one's cool. And I so the reason this one's my favorite is because it's Govna in the art, and he's kind of looking <laughs> at a map. And we have one of the guys, Luke, in our group, who's played. He basically played Malkavian from the beginning, and the last two times. <laughs> I played with him. Uh, it's been his turn, and he's flipped. Uh, what? Meeting, at Alcatraz. Meeting at Alcatraz, and Govna has gone off by himself, and he has to be like, "Old man, please come back." So that's why this is funny <laughs> to me because it's like, "Nope, now you are locked inside. You cannot go anywhere. Stay inside, old man." So, but it's also yeah, yeah, so another a really, a really uh, interesting. You know, yeah, it looks like it's another deck that kind of wants to slow things down a little bit Mm -hmm. uh, because for those aggro decks, they're probably only going to have their plus one influence from their leader. And then they have to decide, do they want to just leave one person out in the streets? Yeah, Um, probably not. But (laughs) we'll see. It's a cool card. Yeah. Yeah. Next one's got some cool art, too. Yes. (laughs) I know. I think I think I think this one was Matt Holland's favorite. Yeah, so this is Crack Shot, um, and it is a, a, a sniper scope lining up a target on General Flint, and it's an ongoing that says Vagrants cannot prevent antagonist damage. Yes. So, yes. yes, the art is important because it's it's trained on Flint while he's trying to use a Vagrant as a shield. Yes. Because <laughs> yes. we always joke about, oh, here's your meat shields. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, this one's pretty cool. I mean, again, I think I was a lot more scared of this one, and then I was like, "Oh, it's Team X," which I think is only doing a maximum of two damage instead of the right. four <laughs> that yes. you can do. Um, but I mean, still, that's that's still not nothing to say that yeah. like Vegas, damage is damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and we I think we get really used to you know relying on those vagrants to soak that sad damage or the oh absolutely damage, so yeah, for sure. 
All right, and now we have New Blood with Jacob Frost. Uh, another ongoing. The first time you recruit a character during your turn, gain two prestige. Seems good. <laughs> yep. This one, this is going to be one of those ones where when it flips turn one, everybody's just like, cool. And yep. <laughs> when it flips, like turn three, some decks will love it and some decks won't. And then when it flips after that, probably most people won't care. Um, but right. it's yeah, it's cool. It's interesting. So it's you know yeah, basically a two a two two dollar rebate. <laughs> mm-hmm. So or even if you are playing Thin Bloods, you could make money. True. On recruiting a character, <laughs> you can. All right, the last one. The last one. This and this one is the playmat art to absent friends. So it's an ongoing. Each character in your coterie has pay one blood. Put that blood on target character in torpor. That's that one cool. is interesting. Yep, it's pretty cool. Um, I'm sure it's one of those things where it's like, you know, there's going to be some crazy stuff with it. There's going to be some not just some turns where it's just like, eh, but it's cool. I like it. Yeah, I do think it is very interesting uh, if if it hasn't become apparent yet. All these all these arts have the leaders uh, from various clans Mm -hmm. and all the effects are very not i won't say like that clan is the only one that's going to benefit from it but it's very like helpful towards that clan yes yes which is Um, cool yeah and and that's yeah and that's kind of what i mean right like i think they're really thematic i think they're really interesting i wouldn't necessarily want to play with them like every every game but i think it'll be pretty fun to play with them in a tournament Mm -hmm. um also, yeah, one cool thing about I'll, that I'll play with them because the, the Prague events are some of them are just well, backbreaking. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, the other cool thing I like about this is it's it is each character, right? So like you yes. can pay three blood and then just immediately bring somebody back. Uh, mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be your own character too, right? Sometimes you might want to heal somebody because else's you character. Might need to heal, you might need to help someone else. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. <clears throat> so yeah, those, uh, those again were the Conclave events. So at Gen Con, all of the prog events will be swapped for this pool. You'll, you'll do the regular, you know, pull four and play with the six. Yep. So yeah, if you're planning on playing in the main event, make sure you are at least trying to test with these cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're pretty different. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and like we were kind of saying, I think a, a consistent theme seems to be that they're slowing things down a bit. Yes, which. It's good to see. I, I think we heard at Burbank the final table was like a bloodbath. <laughs> yeah. So cool. So yeah, there's the there's the all the stuff dealing with the conclave. But we also got something else this past week, didn't we? More spoilers. Yes. Our, <laughs> our first uh, player card spoilers from Heart of Europe. Yes. Which we also learned, I think, in between our episodes is coming out. What in? Yeah, so the pre the pre orders also went up uh, this week, and I think for a first since the well since the game started in COVID anyway, but for a first in the game's life, it has an expected release date, mm-hmm. uh, which is June twenty second. Yeah, so everything should be legal and available to play at Gen Con. Yes, which is important again if you're somebody who's going. Yes, but <laughs> also just a lot of. A lot of interesting stuff so far. So uh, before we get into these, I will say like I'm super excited to see what's coming, but I also think we got some really interesting stuff 
for uh and we got basically we got spoiled the first four you know the the original four the ogs um two vampires and a single library card for each i don't remember did they tell did they say anything about like how many uh cards we expect from every clan is this like everything bruja um so i think all i know of at least that i'm going off of is the the web store description mm-hmm. so you get 96 other cards other other meaning not the city deck that includes 20 vampires so two for i imagine two for each clan yeah uh two havens two agendas 30 clan tagged cards and 42 generic cards. Okay, so we probably, we may not have seen all the clan tagged cards for all four of these clans, because we only got one from each. Right. Right, and it sounds like, you know, if 30, we can we can do some, uh, some hypothesizing here and say, hmm, there's 10 clans, and there's 30 <laughs> cards, so I wonder how many we'll get. Uh, I mean, that's not, you know, maybe not, because they didn't necessarily have that many to start with, but all we can say right now is we have one clan locked card, uh, library card for each. I wonder if that's counting play sets because is that ten? Oh, that's ten true. Cards of three. That's true. It could very well be. Yeah. So I guess we'll. I guess we will find out. I guess we'll find out. I'm thinking. Sense. I'm thinking it's going to be that. But <laughs> yeah, that that actually makes a lot of sense. Now that you say that. So because I thought that in my head. I'm like, man, that's a lot of cards. <laughs> well, that is a lot of cards. Yeah, yeah. So no, that does make sense. All right. So anyway. Let's get to the fun stuff. We'll start with... So, we... Uh, yeah, we'll start with Emil, which, uh, you know, we, we kind of knew existed, but we didn't know much about for a couple months, because mm-hmm. uh, we, we first found out about it at Gamma, and we couldn't really get the details out of the video, but now now we have it all, and yes. this, he's got a beefy text box. Our, <laughs> yes, and our first officially confirmed... I mean, we, we knew they were coming, but our first uh, official seven coster... Yes. Um, so Emil, I'm saying Herza. Uh, Toreador, 022. Um, so that's pretty nice. Uh, and we got, we're messing with the disciplines a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we got Celerity, Dominate, mm-hmm. and Presence. Yep. So Dominate, not a normal Toreador. Mm-hmm. And we will start the text box with <laughs> You <laughs> may ignore city deck events. And I. Uh, as far as we know so far, that is, you know, it's a May, so it's an at will. Just turn turn things on and off as you need them, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which we've also heard that this character might have a lengthy FAQ. Yes. <laughs> Which yes. I'm interested in seeing. Um, but the rest is when this character defeats a mortal or character, you may shuffle one event from the city deck burned pile into the city deck. When that event leaves play, remove it from the game. Yeah. He's now, at, at first you might think, well, you know, city deck events. OK, some of those are OK. I don't know if I want to recur all of them, but there will be more to that. <laughs> yes. Yes. So they this sort of starts out. Well, here, well, well, why don't we go ahead and read their other two cards and then we can kind of talk about them as a whole, because I definitely think good idea. These feel <laughs> all really all of these sort of feel like um, cohe- like they're sort of going after a certain theme. There's definitely a package deal. Yeah. <laughs> so. The second vampire is Maya. Um, she has, what I think, one of the cooler arts of, of the new vampires. Yes, I like her art. Um, yeah, four, four BP, one, zero, one. She has Auspex and Presence. 
And as an attacker, she has an attacker ability. This attack deals plus one damage to the target for each event in play. Hey. Ooh. So, yeah, city deck events. There you go. And then there, you want to read their library card <laughs> to, to complete the package? Yeah. So this, this is a contentious <laughs> card lately. Um, cover charge. It's an action, an event, and an ongoing. Uh, so you play this card into the streets and place one prestige of your color from the general supply. It is now considered a city deck event and has an ongoing ability for a foe to attack a character with presence. That's any character on the board, not just yours. Mm -hmm. That foe must first give you one prestige. Yes. And that is give you, right? So give you, not the person they are attacking. Not the person there who controls it. Always give you. Yes. So I don't remember if Chef is. Or I mean, I mean, I know Chef isn't obviously in Prague. I don't remember if there's somebody who gives presents in Prague. Oh, but, you're right. I... Uh, <laughs> I'm sure we could go check. But yes. So, OK. So <laughs> I feel like, first of all, let's just talk about the rules thing real quick. And then we can talk about how we feel about the cards. Right. So. As of right now, it's not officially released. It's not officially in the FAQ yet. But as of right now, cover charge goes into the city deck burn pile, which means if you have a meal, you can shuffle it back into the city deck, which means you need to sleeve it in a city deck sleeve and take it out of the library sleeve. Um, yeah. If you're playing in a tournament, I, I know both of us are very much against that whole concept. <laughs> um, I just, I just, yeah, it seems like a lot of, uh, it just makes a lot of headaches for something that like, just don't let it just put it in the player's burn pile. It's fine. Yes. Like cards it, should normally not be able to cross zones. Yeah. Cards shouldn't be able to cross decks. Um, so that's gross and silly, and I don't really want to talk about it anymore because it's not very interesting. <laughs> um, so we just, but I just, I feel like we needed to at least acknowledge that right. before we talk about how we feel about these cards. So yes, and um, I forgot what I was gonna say, but yeah, it's it's just kind of a hassle, and I I I personally don't think it's that good even even uh, outside of all of those rules issues i don't know how much it will be played anyway because that seems mm -hmm. very dependent like yes you can use it to boost your damage with maya and okay <laughs> like I, I don't know if it's worth it for that when you can just play you know other right like, attack cards yeah i mean so, it is anyway kinda, it is kind of interesting if, if there well i also think like so far we haven't seen a lot of presence heavy decks Right. Um, it's, it's and I just checked. You know. There is no presence in Prague. So, okay. So that's that's another thing. But I mean, you know, because because like since the the core um, presence presence was kind of big back then, but like Toridor, especially Toridor, sort of playthings has kind of fallen off. Um, right. We haven't seen it a lot of it, and so you know, if there's ever a deck that runs a lot of presence, I could see this being solid because it's basically for one whole round. You know, you protect like they have to give you a prestige if they attack you. That's not terrible, mm -hmm. but I mean, I also don't know how great it is. Um, yeah. So the other two, I mean, Maya is fine. Um, 
I kind Two of, depends on the city draw for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of view her as like, if you want the disciplines, she's a four coster that may be able to deal some bonus damage. Yeah. Um, but like, she's she's definitely. I don't think she's a card you ever build around. Like, right? Like, she's she, again, she's a filler for disciplines that has because her ability is always potentially relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Emil is obviously the big, <laughs> yes. literally and figuratively, the big the big card of this of this set for for Toriador. Yeah. Right. So it makes sense that he kind of sets the theme and and the rest build around him. So, so yeah. So I'm curious. Which is good. You probably don't want a seven BP. 2-2 two, two, that's just like generically <laughs> good in any deck <laughs> yeah so i think there's like a few things interesting about him right is like for one thing yeah he has two he has a two and two stats which is obviously pretty good um i mean he has no physical right but he can attack in social or mental very strongly yes um obviously he can play everything because he's a seven coster he does i mean I, I, it'll be interesting to see how much a seven BP is is a problem to pay for. Um, I mean, it's like sometimes you know you're already not potentially bid for a six coster, so like I don't feel like a seven coster is that crazy. But then if you mm-hmm. have to bid for him, then what, right? Yeah, you potentially have built your deck around this this guy, and then you, I yeah. It, it, potentially paying eight for a leader is just like it's already giving me anxiety, right? <laughs> Um, and then, of course, he also has Dominate, which is the other really interesting thing, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, yeah, he's uh, and, and I I feel like the the ignore city deck event thing is something that like I'll just have to play because I again you know it'll be Prague the Prague city events so like I don't have a good feel I feel like ignoring some of those is gonna be really good really nice yes um, but I don't know exactly how good right so I, I'm interested to see him play around with him see what people do with him obviously i mean as as should be probably a seven cost character like there's a lot to think about and chew on mm-hmm. so all right um let's see we also have the other seven coster who's la sombra which is kind of interesting you have one seven coster from the beginning of the game and one seven coster from the most recent expansion yes um uh, but this is sebastian um, he's seven BP one one two, so a little more spread out on his uh, stats. Uh, oblivion, oblivion, and presence. Uh, but his ability, which I really like, it, attaching a title from your hand to this character costs zero influence. Then ready this character. Yeah, interesting. Seems fun. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty interesting. Uh, the first time you can actually do a Seneschal, 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 I don't know. We're going to get yelled at. Um, again. <laughs> uh, do that the same turn, um, which is, you know, cool, I guess. Plus it's free, which is nice to not have to pay five for it. Yeah. Um, so we, we, we could see a resurgence of Seneschal. Ooh. Uh, but be interesting yeah or you know we're also just i mean being able to play a title for free essentially is good yeah um so it's interesting that whereas emil was the build around um for oh wait i'm thinking of venture never mind for some my, my brain is still going titles to venture mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's not their theme this pack but we don't know the rest of the Lasombra stuff so that's right. yeah this that's kind of have to wait yeah that's kind of the only <laughs> Lasombra we really know so 
Yeah, we know we know that because uh, Sebastian and Emil are the promo vampires for yes. the, uh, the pre-order alt arts. So we got them. Uh, we got also, Sebastian early. Emil was probably supposed to be with the rest of the stuff. Anyway, yeah, so you were saying. Sebastian, his his uh, art, not a huge fan of the promo art. It looks uh, kind of lame. Which one is is the promo one with him overlooking? Oh, like, I don't uh, know. At least the one I the one I'm looking at is is him overlooking. I guess actually that's probably. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that is, but it's weird. I don't, I don't love it. <laughs> we don't like one of them. <laughs> we'll yeah. figure it out. So. All right. All right. Let's go what for... do you want to go over next? Uh, well, we, talk, we were talking about titles, so let's go ahead and talk about. <laughs> let's go ahead. And I was going to say, Ventru. talk about what? <laughs> uh, actually, actually, you know what? Let's just let's just go back to Bruja. All right. Which is not to do with titles at all, but neither is Aventures. Um, which we'll, which we'll cover. Uh, I may, I kind of want to end on Ventru because I think they're really cool. And again, they have we'll probably have the coolest of, stuff. Yeah. We'll have a lot, to at least that we know of. <laughs> so, but actually I'm, I'm also really, really excited about the Bruja stuff too. Yeah. So we have, uh, Sarka, who is a five BP one, one, one double celerity guard, and this character may block range attacks. Oh, that's guard. Uh-huh. That's that's guard. Yes, that's guard. So <laughs> hey, if you didn't know what guard was, um, but they also have a party ability. When a character in this party blocks an attack, they steal one blood from the attacker. Very cool. Roost support, baby. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> or so also, and we, this was spoiled a while ago. Uh, guard tower is one of the havens coming out in Heart of Europe, which is. Uh, so if you don't remember, it is all guards get one shield when blocking. And but importantly, that nobody get, you don't get any secrecy. Um, and then you can the guard. You also deal one damage to block plus one damage to blocker or guards deal plus one damage to blockers. And you can ready a character at the end of your turn. Yeah, it's pretty good. It was yeah. it was spoiled at the same time as all this, just so you know. <laughs> It was. I thought. I thought we. Yeah. I thought we knew. Oh, maybe we nope. knew the other one. Uh, I'm not sure. Because I, I, I swear we we learned, or maybe we just saw what it was. I swear we learned at least one of the the havens. Yeah, we learned the havens a while ago. We learned. Uh, guard well, then maybe I'm location. just not paying attention. <laughs> yeah, we learned. We learned the havens when we learned the city deck. I don't remember. I don't remember oh. where we're supposed to be. But anyway, so that was the yeah. stream I missed. <laughs> oh well, there you go. Okay, so, cool. Um, that makes sense, though. But yeah, it's it's a cool. So yeah, clearly, you know, a couple a couple different things for it, um, and also I think just good, even in a in a different deck, right? Just being it like anytime you block in the party, you steal a blood. Yeah. Pretty cool and double double lightning uh, with five costs. We know we know what that is turns lightning strike on right away. Strike by yourself. So, um, all right. And then what's the 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 other Bruja vampire? So this is Kirill or Kirill, I'm not sure. Um, two zero one celerity potence presence uh, attacker. This character has plus three influence this turn. What? What do Bruja care about with influence? <laughs> also, That's a crazy. six BP uh, character. Yes, if I didn't say that, yeah, six BP. So, um, yeah, that's interesting. Um, mm. It's for the re- you know. You're not doing much with influence during an attack, so it just turns it on for the rest of the turn. Mm-hmm. Well, um, we say so you're not doing anything with 
influence. Uh, I, guess, <laughs> I guess, I mean, we already know of one card, Annabelle, right? True. Um, but, but yeah, it's also, it's also, like you said, it's, it can be, you know, you attack with Kirill and then play a scheme with somebody else and he has plus three influence or whatever. Yeah. So why don't you go over the kind of library card that goes. Yes. <laughs> and this is actually, this is probably my favorite of the library cards. Uh, but it's voter suppression. So it's an unhosted ongoing. And when a character exerts influence against a scheme you play, that character loses one blood. It also has an exhaust ability that target character in your coterie has plus one influence during this action or event. Okay. So, yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool Bruja schemes, uh, which is like they sort of had right with Flick. Um, right. But also like in a, in a cool Bruja way, right, of it's like they don't just get a bunch of influence necessarily. I mean, you know, they get a little bit, but they also hurt you for voting against him, which is just, I, I just think that's really neat. I, I really, yes, I, I like really that a lot. That. It's like blending, blending different types of decks. Like, you know, oh. you're not punching them to hurt them. You're still mm-hmm. progressing your schemes and they're just being hurt anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty, pretty pumped about that. So definitely a little bit less, co- or you know, less of a singular theme, I should say, than the Toreador stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Kirill and the, the event both sort of have to do with influence. Sarka doesn't at all, but Sarka is the cool. I think Sarka is one of the coolest characters of all yes, of them. So. With also really cool art. <laughs> yes, really cool art. Goes in some different decks. A cool ability. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for that. All right. So. Uh, on to the Malkavians. Yes. So first up, we have Rene Koba. 2BP010 with Auspex. And when you play a card face down outside of an attack, mend one blood on a character in your coterie. Yeah. That seems like a lot of the like Mal Conspiracy players will like that. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool, right? Like a two a two coster um who mends stuff when you play conspiracies. Yeah, definitely. I mean, again, you know, not like super exciting, super crazy, but like a good solid utility card. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I played a few games, like you mentioned, uh, against Luke, where he was playing his Malkavians and mm-hmm. I was playing aggro. And like if he had that person who was just like slowly mending his other people, that would have slowed me down considerably mm-hmm. on top of what he was already doing. So, yeah, right. I think that's going to be a solid card. Yep. Then we also have Perseus, who is a 5BP two one zero a auspex and obfuscate and an attacker ability if this attack deals one or more damage to the target the target's controller discards one card for every four cards they have in their hand so yeah that's interesting it goes uh it goes with another card we'll talk about about, who cares about discarding (laughs) yeah Um, um yeah i mean he's realistically probably gonna hit you for one most of the time mm-hmm. unless you're playing knowledge is power um yeah it's an interesting ability i i just kind of see like i i just look at the the stats and uh the disciplines and just say well that's just a more expensive inmate but i think he'll always be like that card you think about when other like mm-hmm. deck archetypes come around so yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely. I think again, not necessarily something you build around most of the time, but like you know, good good four and five costers with disciplines are never you know a bad thing. Um, and I've been liking aspects a lot. I love obfuscate, so those are two interesting disciplines to me. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of interested. Um, and plus, we we kind of heard it's also kind of cool. We heard some trivia that. Uh, I think Perseus is like the first trans mask character officially in the game, which is cool. Yes. Um, Because I think they were named, I think he was named from the, um, like the the Kickstarter or something, right? Like, or some, I don't know, some like fan name, like, you know, not, not created, but just named. So just kind of cool. Interesting. Yeah. Just kind of neat little, neat little tidbit. Um, And then we have their, library card yeah so this uh, this was my I, I had an audible laugh when they revealed this one <laughs> uh bank error in your favor uh, <laughs> which is a monopoly card so uh it's a conspiracy uh does you know plays like your regular conspiracy stuff if this card has two plus prestige on it you may resolve it during your turn target foe who did not contribute draws three cards what why would i help my why would I help my person draw cards? That's, That's just so crazy. weird. So, so <laughs> yeah, we need to, we need to go ahead and spoil the uh, agenda, um, because yeah, that would be very odd to just have a conspiracy that draws cards. Although I will say it is only two, right? So, uh, mm-hmm. Indus Nye likes it because it's only it's only two, two prestige. But clearly, it was designed to work with the agenda in the pack that we are one of the two. One right? of. Uh, but this is the only one I think we know. So, Disheveled Shelves. Say that three times fast. Um, <laughs> it is an agenda. It has no way of gaining agenda on it. So, I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, knocking out your rival, taking citizens, still do it. But it does not ever give you agenda. If your rival's library has no cards in it, you win the game. If you would cause a foe to discard cards, you may have that foe draw that many cards instead. So we have Mill now. We have Mill. <laughs> um, I know there are people who are really excited about this. I'm not particularly. Yeah, I'm not. I've never been much of a fan of Mill, but it is definitely interesting the way they're doing Mill in this game. I mean. So here's the thing. <laughs> get, get on my get on my little soapbox for a second. So like, it's interesting. I I guess I like it better than a deck that mills you and just totally denies you any options. Because yes. the thing about this one, right, is you're gonna be generally speaking every time they would discard, you're gonna have them draw instead. So their hand gets super fat. So like, in one v one, maybe it's an interesting kind of you know can you beat them before they kill you or whatever? But like in multiplayer, I feel like it's like one person is off doing a completely different thing to everybody else. And they're powering up their rival unless until the very moment that the rival loses. Right. Right. Because like this does not hurt your rival in any way until the moment that they lose. Mm-hmm. And that's what I don't like about it. I, I, I don't think it's going to be that strong i mean of course you know we may see other discard cards and stuff um and so like i guess i'm not super worried about it at the moment because i just don't see it being that popular 
Um, but like, it just seems like it'll be super boring to play in a game with it <laughs> if you're not playing it. Yeah, I'm torn because it's one of those cards where you can look at it and see, oh, well, now now every other card in the game that has to do with drawing or discarding has to be evaluated against this card to right. see if it's busted or not. Um, yeah, it's I kind of agree. I don't know if if there is enough there for it right now. I, I think it could have been more interesting if there were more uh, other effects like Perseus that did stuff based on fattening your opponent's hand. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that's obviously how, you know, he probably wants to work is, right. uh, fatten <laughs> yeah, up their hand, swing, fatten yeah. up their hand more. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Your opponent has 20 cards in hand. Oh, okay. Here, how about you draw five more cards? Yeah. You know? Um, but it's just, like I said, I just, I don't in, in one V one, I wouldn't care so much because it's like, you're powering up your opponent, your only single opponent. But I just, I don't love that in multiplayer, it's like one person is getting, a benefit unless they literally lose the game. It just, I, yeah. it just kind of feels, uh, I don't know. I don't and you're like definitely that. making your, your rivals hunter like hurt even more because you're giving them all the potential answers right? that they would need for their hunter. So it's, yep. it, it doesn't seem like you're pushing your own win condition hard enough to outrace who yep. you're going after and also putting everyone else down. It's, it's weird. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I'm I'm not a big fan. I know people love it and and get excited about it and play around with it. I just I don't I don't think it's going to promote interesting play patterns unless you're the one person playing the agenda. In which case, it's like cool. You're you get to go do your own thing while the three of us play a vampire game around you. Uh, I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe we'll get into it and I'll feel differently. But like right now, it just kind of feels. <laughs> right now, I it's a card that I just don't really love the idea of in the game, but. We'll see. Yeah, we shall see. Uh, I'm just going to get this other one out of the way because we probably should have talked about this with Sebastian. Mm, yes, it yeah. makes the most sense. Uh, <laughs> uh, title fight. It's a 3 BP, 0 strength physical attack. Superficial. Add damage equal to the BP of a title attached to the attacker. Prince counts as 7. Yep. <laughs> and this one's not clan locked, just to be clear. Yes, um, not clan locked. It just has to do with titles. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we were talking a little bit about this right before we we went on. Like, I'm honestly to the point where I see superficial on a card, and I just don't even think about it again. Um, and maybe that's wrong of me, but like, that's that's basically where I'm at at this point. Yeah, I know superficial got kind of a, a second looking at with the advent of Diablery, but I, I haven't touched any of that stuff yet either. So I don't know if it yeah. has become like much more desirable, but. That's that's where my mind now goes whenever I see superficial. I go, okay, something for Diablory, and then yeah. move on. <laughs> Which is like, sure, but also like you could just run normal attacks. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like how often do you really need? I mean, this is going to be probably a good chunk of damage in a title deck, right? It's going to be four or five a lot of the time. Right. Um, if, you know, of course, if you have Prince, it's seven, which is huge. But like, how often do you really need a five? I don't know. It just like yeah, sometimes, but. I tell you, I would like superficial a lot more if it could defeat mortals. Yes, um, because I think even even by the RPG standards, superficial is damage that does hurt humans and right. not vampires. So it's kind right. of a weird, yeah, because, because that's that's kind of my biggest part of it about it. Right, is like if you put a superficial card in your deck, it's a card that doesn't help you at all against mortals. 
and so you have to attack vampires with it but like what's the point you know and again and maybe superficial is another thing where like if i played more 1v1 it would matter more right because like not you know being able to do a six damage attack even if your opponent gets to mend them one that's still (laughs) that's still maybe a good trade-off in 1v1 whereas like in multiplayer you know you don't want to have somebody else swoop in or whatever it just i don't know yeah it just yeah so eh. all right well now on to ventru which i think both of us think that this is the the most interesting stuff we've seen in a while (laughs) so like i said i I think there were i've already talked about my favorite bruja has i think my favorite character ability and like library card but this is my favorite mechanic i'm yeah i'm super i'm super excited to play around with this all right, well, hit it with the leader. With All right, so we have Borek Wagner, who is... Brother to mm-hmm. uh, Bruno. Bruno. Uh, a 6BP 201 with Dominate, Fortitude, and Presence. And <clears throat> <laughs> at the start of, the first, of your first turn of the game, reveal two different havens from your collection. Your rival chooses one, and you attach that haven to this character who gains the leader ability of that haven. Wow. Well, let's keep reviewing the other. Let's keep talking about the other three so we can, or the other yes. two so we can talk about them all together. Uh, so M, 4BP, 0 and 1, Fortitude and Presence. At the start of your turn, if you control two plus havens, gain one prestige. If you control three plus havens, gain one agenda. Whoa! And then uh, the their library card is Property Developer. It's an action. Uh, it is pay one prestige. Attach one haven from your collection to your leader. They have the leader ability of that of that haven. So again, I feel like we need to we need to do a couple little rules things before we talk about yes, you know the cards. So first of all, uh, your the collection, collection your collection is one x. Or, you know, or a, a, a play, a play set, set right? of what you would have. A play set of what you would have. So in the case of Havens, it's one of every Haven. You cannot ever get multiples of a Haven, um, which, again, makes sense. Um, and then second, so Boric in particular, he has, has to, to be, be your leader, leader to trigger the ability because that's at the start of your first turn of the game is the only time his, his text triggers. Yes. So that out of the way. All right. Uh, oh, and then I guess I guess we'll also mention, right, like both of these abilities, the only things those havens do, they grant the leader abilities to whoever has them. They don't do anything else other than they don't they the don't grant abilities. more secrecy. Right. Just leader uh, for for like the big house. You don't still do the, the Diablo yes. tokens. Yes, that is that, stuff. that is good. Yeah, because the big house specifically, you only get the prestige on it at the start of the game. So. Yeah, you do not counts as counts although, as attachments for normal attachment counting things. Although I wonder, <laughs> actually, now that I'm thinking about it, if you have the big house with Borek, and you flip the Prague or the Conclave event that lets you put a prestige on a card, could you then Diablerize somebody? Mm, interesting. That um, I think that should work. <laughs> obviously, very niche, but uh, so more importantly. God, I want someone to do that now. (laughs) (laughs) 
um, we now have the ability to give get extra leader abilities, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm still thinking of like different combinations mm-hmm. of of things that are like worth building around because this is this is 100 percent a build around thing. Oh yes. Um, I think we both kind of went straight to like generically good stuff that you mm-hmm. like don't because with Borek, it's always your rival that's going to pick. So that introduces a kind of fun mind game where, okay, I, I can give one Haven that is solidly good and, is, you know, is probably always awesome versus this other weird one. And which, which is my rival going to give me? Maybe I want him to pick the weird one and the rest of my deck is actually built around that, but you can, you can right. just give me the generically good one too. And I'll be fine with that. So right. it's super, it's super yeah. fun. Right. Or, you know, or do you pick the, you know, that, that ability, the build around ability as your normal Haven. And then, you know, you give Borek like uh house of pain and the dockyards or whatever, right. Just two sort of like generically always decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's, we it's thought cool. of the, the sewers and the shelter also just like, mm-hmm. yeah, cool. I'll take it. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's, there's those there, you know, uh, artist lofts, you know, I mean, obviously like there's some, there's some Havens that you're only really going to play, with certain decks and probably if you're leading Borek, like you're probably not playing animals, you're probably not playing rituals. So you can probably put those aside. Um, yeah. You know, well, I think one of the cool things, I mean, again, whether or not it's actually good, but it's, I think it's kind of interesting is like playing um, the, you know, gi- giving your opponent the choice of thrift house or, or thrift shop or big house. <laughs> so that basically <laughs> either way you get to play, cards from your library deck with like cheap vampires i think that's kind of cool like there's a lot of really interesting stuff like that and I th- i'm sure we'll see just a lot of you know creativity and stuff with with what people are coming up with for for this whole mechanic okay so bork kind of uh bork enables your havens and then um gives you payoff for them mm-hmm. so i i don't like I said, I, I've haven't thought too much about like the different Haven combinations that you could put a win con together for. But do you think M is enough to is enough of a payoff for that sort of thing? Yeah. So she, M reminds me of um, what's the one the Hakata that gives you you know an agenda you for know, the rituals. Agenda for the rituals, right? Oh, of course, she combines two of them because they have. Uh, Nathaniel yes. that gives you, uh, and I forget the other one, but basically they have two different ones, right? That give you those those two things. So she kind of puts those on one card, but of course she's four to compensate. So I think she's good. I think she she definitely goes in a multi haven deck because even even just if Boric's your leader, just getting a prestige a turn is pretty solid. Um, but what I don't know is like, I feel like to be a reliable source of agenda, you probably need something more than maybe, maybe you maybe need something more than just property developer. Um, and the other problem is right. Like <laughs> what happens if you have to bid for Borek? Um, that like, then that's where I think the deck maybe suffers right now. Right. Is like, if you have to bid for him, and you built your whole game around having him. Yeah, there's no, there's literally nothing else you can do. Right. <laughs> You'll never get to that three. Yeah. yeah, if you if you thought that Alejandro Library was was bad, I mean, he's <laughs> literally the only choice. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, I That's guess you know, I if you, that. <laughs> you know, if you, if you play, I mean, if you played multiple property developers, then then I guess. But like, you're already. Starting oh yeah, I guess that. that's true. You know, you're already starting yeah. behind the eight ball. So I don't know. Um, I'll be interested to see you. You know, because I think I know there was talk about Ravnos potentially playing with multiple havens too. So if this mechanic comes back in Ravnos, then I think we'll revisit it. Until then, it seems like it's one of those. It's really cool. Hopefully you never see somebody else playing Borek or else <laughs> it's going to be, yeah, you'll have a bad time. So, all right. So that was, I think that was all of them. Yes. Yeah. That's, uh, that's yeah. everything we know so far for, for we got a ton game. more than I thought we were going to get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we so, have, uh, well, we, I guess I'm, I'm actually curious to see how they spoil the rest of them. Right. Because like we only got, we got four clans and we have, Six all the core. Well, other than Sebastian. So yeah, I wonder, I was actually just thinking the same. Are they going to do like expansion pairings plus order? Are they going to do... Well, because yeah, even if they do another four that leaves two by themselves, that yeah. would be kind of weird. I mean, I guess they could do um, two within the rest of the library cards, maybe. Um, yeah, that's fair. There are there are going to be a good amount of uh, neutral okay. library cards. Who knows? I mean, I, I know we're, we not, we're not getting spoilers this week, which is another yes. reason why I think they'll probably have to double up, right? Because... Um, yeah. you know, if, if this is out in, and by the end of June, that's basically, that's what, about a month from now. Yeah. So let's see if they skip this week, they start up again on the first. That's yeah. That's, that's four weeks of spoilers before the, the thing is actually out. Yeah. So, so I wouldn't be surprised if, if, you know, we get two more weeks of spoilers sprinkled in there, but, um, yeah, I mean, it'll be cool. I'm, I'm definitely like, especially after seeing these, I'm really interested to see what themes they, they went with in the other clans. So yes. it'll be fun. It'll be it's a it's a cool, fun spoiler season, and especially kind of knowing, I say for sure, you know, more or less that this stuff will all be legal for Gen Con. Um, it'll be yeah, it'll be real fun to see, and I know we'll definitely be doing at least one episode, probably a few episodes, uh, once we know all the. I mean, I'll, we'll do another spoiler episode or two, and then we'll do we have we have some plans for you know once we know all the cards. Um, and of course, you know, at some point, I guess we'll also have to like, well, I, I will have to, I guess you don't have to make a deck for Gen Con. So yeah, I, no will pressure to, here. I will have to build, <laughs> deck build and, uh, and figure out what the heck I'm going to do with all these new cards. But yeah. Yeah. Cool stuff. It'll be another Wild West year, mm-hmm. which is, which is fun. Yeah. They're definitely, I will say like, they're definitely making some big swings with these cards, right? Like, obviously these are not just, you know. Ooh, here's a here's a few more disciplines. Here's a few more stats. Like, <laughs> yeah, here's here's more citizen stuff for you. Here's more title stuff for you. Here's like yeah. they're they're switching it up a bit. Yep, yep. Which is nice. And yeah, it is. It's nice. You know, I mean, it, it comes with some risks, obviously, right? Like, big swings means either well some confusing stuff, which we've I think this is definitely the most rules discussion we've ever had before a card even comes out. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's that. There's also the uh, the potential. I mean, you know, seven BP vampires. I don't know. I'm not. I don't want to say I'm skeptical because that's that's too strong. But I am a little bit. I would not be super surprised if the seven BP stuff ends up being slightly unbalancing for one reason or another. Um, not necessarily because it's too good, but just like it just makes it. We you know just it's just weird. Yeah. Um, Thankfully, we're only getting the two. Not not everyone's getting one. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. And but but you know, I mean, yeah. You it's like you kind of have to you have to do something, right? And and the fact that they're taking these big swings 
is cool i think for the most part yeah. um because it's you know it's, yeah it's not going to be just a safe like ooh you know we'll do a few a few little things here and here here and there and then it gets it just gets real real boring and and you know so focused on pure efficiency and all that kind of stuff there's yeah one thing you cannot say about heart of europe is that it's boring because it is by no means no it it shakes up everything so far (laughs) the you know the the city deck when we got spoiled we're like oh man this is changing a ton yep um we have the the gen con specific stuff that'll change a lot from just gen con and and now we have we're starting to get uh the new player cards that are also going to shake up so yeah Yeah. it will be fun Hmm. um so yeah that that will cap off today's episode um haven't told you yet but i want to do another stream because we haven't played uh, i know. We haven't played with the new shadows and strauss stuff in a while so hopefully we'll, we'll get on that soon enough i know it's been and, it's been uh, it's been surprisingly busy yes i yeah. i feel like the 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 man it's already oh man it's next week <laughs> yeah uh uh yeah all right we should we yeah, should we have, practice <laughs> we have yeah we have we have two weeks right before no it, it's next it's the fourth right yes which is two weeks uh, oh it's yeah, the, it's the 20s, I'm yeah. lucky. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. next Man. next week is Memorial Day. Math people. Um. So, but yeah, yeah, two weeks away, and we <laughs> we have not really done a whole lot. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't played much since St. Louis. <laughs> nope. So, all right. Well, uh, unless you have uh, any other parting thoughts, I will bid nope. everyone good evening. Yes. Uh, was always always spooky, forever fresh, right? That's that's, yeah. the tagline, that's the new tagline that we're going with. Yep, always rely on space ghost. There you go. All right, bye bye.